Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Turner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Turner steps out of trouble. Wow. Ten thirty-seven. Best time of day. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Talk to Clint Sterner and Clint. I can't repeat the word I just said to the folks in line for the Touchdown Club, but I'm sick of seeing the same something or other every week from Arkansas. And again, it's a better team they lost to pretty obviously this weekend. I know you've been high on AM all year, but the way they're losing is particularly frustrating, I think, for the fan base. So welcome in and uh, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I, I completely agree with the exception of the LSU game. The product, um, regardless of the opponent, the product has been substandard. I mean, the, the product has been disappointing. The, the product has been um, unacceptable. I mean, I don't know how many how many different descriptive terms I can throw out there, but um, I think the fan base, rightfully so, at this point in time, should be disappointed in what in what we're watching. Um, to your point, I, I think. I think the better team won at LSU, but but Arkansas put a good product out there. I think this week you had a team that um, has recruited better than than damn near anybody over the last handful of years, and they mm-hmm. they're finally they finally got some you know with Bobby Petrino getting in there offensively and some, some adjustments made in their program. They they're finally coming together. So they were clearly the more talented football team. But but if you just again as a fan, you just focus on the product that is Arkansas football right now. It just doesn't show much promise, whether it's against a team that's recruited a bunch of four and five stars and it's coming together, or it's a team with a, a, a comparable roster to yours. Um, it, you're just not going to win many games is what is the Arkansas product right now. I know Dan Enos knows a lot more about football than I do. I will be happy to attest to that. However, uh, the unwillingness to put K.J. under center and go for it on fourth and one – Look, here's the deal. Football coaching is not brain surgery, okay? And I respect coaches. It's a hard job. But at some point, just because something's obvious doesn't mean it's wrong. Clint, you ran a quarterback sneak or two in your day, I'm sure, yes? Yes, sir, absolutely. How how many times did you run a quarterback sneak against a three-man front? Against a three-man front? Very few times. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm saying. So that's that's been Coach Pittman's argument all along as well. There's five guys up there between the tackles. Well, that's how everybody faces on fourth and short. And yet people run the quarterback sneak effectively week in and week out at all levels of football. Can you help me understand the thinking here? No, no, there's no there's no understand there's no understanding. And I mean it, it just it just flat out doesn't make sense. I mean you've got two hundred you got a two hundred and fifty pound quarterback. Um, I mean that, that guy should be able to regardless of what how you know, how good or, or bad you think the offensive line is, you get a hat on a hat. And he finds a crease, and he go get you, go get you a yard. I mean, with with a 250 pound quarterback, you have the luxury of not having to have Georgia's offensive line or the old Alabama offensive line or whoever, whatever dominant offensive line group you want to throw out there. 
if I were behind it, yeah, you'd you'd need you need a little bit of meat up front. But when you got two fifty that's built the right way, that's stacked about six three, um, you you should be under the center and and moving moving the pile. And look, I mean, I think the, the alternative is, is makes it even worse. I mean, the, the shotgun, slow mesh, zone concepts that they're running mm. are just. They're, they're, none of it makes sense. There, there's two things to me, Justin, that, that Arkansas has done offensively that I think um, if you do it once, okay, hey, maybe maybe you thought you had something, you know, you're going to catch it slipping or, or whatever. But when you do it multiple times, I question what the hell it is that, that you're doing. The two things mm-hmm. is when you go gun with a slow mesh, slow developing play at five yards deep, it doesn't make sense on third and fourth and short or goal line situations. And then secondly, um, when you hold the offensive line or when you hold the offensive line of scrimmage um, in, in, a, in a loud, in a loud of, uh, uh, stadium uh, and, and, and you're looking at the sideline, you're going back and forth, and that, that whole thing, holding the offensive line in slow meshes makes no sense to me. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you guys. And, and given everything that Arkansas has done to this point, to not go under the center now and at least give that a shot when the other stuff isn't working, I think is hard-headed as well. Well, let me tell you something. When they go back home in a couple of weeks, if there's a fourth and short and they go for it with a quarterback sneak and they get it, and when they get it, you're going to hear the most sarcastic, loudest cheer <laughs> in the history of Razorback Stadium, and it's going to be, duh, hello, where you been with this? Yeah. So, yeah, and you know, yeah, it's just the, the other part of it, too, brothers. Like, they're not even – they're not using quarterback plus one run runs. I mean, they're, 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 they're calling plays. To where the team can dictate that the ball, if it is a read, that the ball goes to the tailback. Uh, and again, it's that slow mesh, so they're five yards deep at a second beyond the beyond the snap count. Um, uh, the, the snap of the ball, I'm sorry. And and the, the threat of the really the threat of your 250 pound downhill quarterback having the ball just you're, you're playing a 10 on 11 because he's not. You have the luxury of that big body quarterback. You have the luxury to play 11 on 11 football. You have the luxury. To start downhill uh, immediately, and and you're you're deciding to go a different route. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Okay, I don't want to belabor that too much. Although we just did for a little bit there. We're talking to Clint Sterner, brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Five of fifteen on third down, one seventy four total offense. The thing that's crazy to me, Clint, is you, you lost fairly convincingly, and you got a you got a pick six, and you won the turnover battle. Obviously, allowing a special teams touchdown is usually a death knell for most teams. But there aren't, like, you know, some things that aren't positive here that are happening. A lot of negative plays, which is hard to overcome, too. So, again, overall, just not a great effort against a team that is better than you. My question is, Clint, I think for most people, this team's still looking for an identity. So, you know, what what do they need to do? What can they do with what they have? Because you're not going to get better personnel this year. You're going to you're gonna have what you have. You're not going to change your coaching staff this year. You're going to have what you have. So what can they do to be a more effective team before the end of the year and try to squeak out six wins? Well, I, I think you got to simplify things across the board, man. I, I know that, that sounds very fundamental, very elementary, but we talked about the quarterback plus one run stuff. I think I, I think I saw two, maybe three in the whole in the entire first half of that football game. Um, you know, that has to be a big part out of the gate of every game plan. Um, that the the quick game, like like I think the biggest is I'm glad you brought up identity because after I watch that game, I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm going to gather my thoughts and I'm, I'm I'm thinking, what is the identity on offense? 
it's one thing. It's one thing to. I mean, they're clearly a team that wants to run the football, but but you're not going to be the, the run team that you that you expected that you would be. Um, but I don't think you had the luxury of going away from it. I think you got to stay. You got to you got to stick with uh, attempting to run the football. And and what, what I what I think is really missing is the one adjustment they can make is I see zero attempt to get the football out of KJ Jefferson's hands quick. Um, I mean, it, the obvious attempts in the screen game or the, the, the smoke route where you just stand up, throw it to somebody. Um, that, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about where, you know, your your just your your quick game, your creative quick games, your your bunch routes where where you know two two guys are running five yard routes and you got a backside crosser at five to six yards deep. You're attacking that underneath zone just beyond the defensive line. The ball should be able to get out of KJ Jefferson's hands quicker um, than than what we're seeing now. And 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 Danny knows in, in, in this offense's defense, I I don't have the all. I'm not watching the all twenty two. So it's it's one of two things: either either they're not calling enough of it, and it's, they're not doing enough of it, or KJ Jefferson doesn't have the ability, and he's reading everything high to low instead of low to high. So it's it's one of those two issues. But I think I think you ask what they can do. I think you continue to try to run the football downhill, forget the outside zone stuff, use the quarterback more, and get more creative, quick throws in your in your game for CJ Stroud because he just simply is not he is not a guy. That's going to sit in the pocket and 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 pro, and get through progression consistently enough for you to win ball games. That's just not who he is. And and, and quite frankly, let's be honest, you don't have guys in this receiving core that can create separation. You, you don't. You've got some. You got some big bodies that can catch the deep ball, but you don't have guys that are creating separation in, in those in those times when you do run route concepts. So um, I, I think I think they got they got to incorporate quicker, more creative stuff in, in, the, in the game plan and uh, and see how that works. Yeah, well, and the thing that stinks is, I mean, adding insult to injury or injury to insult, I guess, in this case, as it were, you lose one of your most consistent weapons and has for the season, basically. I mean, a collarbone six weeks probably. I mean, he's likely not to play again this year, I would guess. Yeah. And then you lose yeah. uh, you, you, you lose uh, McLaughlin with a with the concussion, or at least an apparent one. Took a whack in the head as he was trying to tackle that, that big Johnson kid. Um, anyway, it was just, I mean, a lot of things went wrong is bottom line. Hey, how about some well, positive? Well, Cam mean, Little hit 250 he, yarders. That was good. Yeah, he, and at 150, I think we've been good from 70. Just, I mean, if you look yeah. at the game, look, I know it got, it got sideways. But if you look at this football game, there were two moments, and, and this is where Arkansas, you're just not a good enough football team to where you can't capitalize, where, where you can afford to not capitalize on these moments, right? The the missed field goal, you get the football back. It's ten to it's ten to six, I believe. You get the football back at the end of the first half with four minutes to go. You got to put a drive together and at least get that thing to ten nine going into halftime, right? I mean that that's just you've got you you've got to create some points there. And instead, you end up giving a And M the football back and they go down and score at seventeen to six, right? I mean that that was a that was a huge turning moment in that game. And then in the second half, not the interception, the pick six is obviously nice for Arkansas. But then when Max Johnson comes back and fumbles the football right there, and I can't remember if, that, if that's where Arkansas got stopped on fourth down, or, or I can't remember exactly what happened there, but you got, I don't think, maybe you got a field goal. I don't think you got a field goal there. But those two moments are huge swings in that ball game where you either keep it tight or take the lead. Uh, and Arkansas gave those opportunities away, and you just can't do that when you're playing a team like, like A&M, who is as talented as they are. Let's turn to join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Uh, Alabama took care of business. Uh, Tennessee handled South Carolina pretty convincingly. 
Uh, do we need to start paying attention to Kentucky, or you think they'll it'll all even out with them once they get in the meat of their schedule? Well, no, look, man. I mean, when you look at how the rest of the East is playing, I mean, I mean, right now, I mean, Georgia, Georgia got scared again this week. They they, they got they, South Carolina scared them early, then Auburn scared them uh, massively this this past weekend. And so you look at the East and you go, I mean, who, I think Tennessee's already lost one game. So you look at that East and you go, man, it's really there for the taking. And and Kentucky is. To me, Kentucky is one of those Arkansas's of the East, where man, you should you should expect in good years eight, maybe nine wins, and, and every now and then you string something together, whether it's because that side of the conference isn't as good as it or dominant as it typically is, or maybe you've got a couple of Darren McFadden, Matt Jones, Ryan Mallett type players where Kentucky all of a sudden can go can go you know run the table and, and potentially get into the SEC championship. You look at it. It, I haven't watched Kentucky this year, so I don't know exactly whether they have any of those caliber players. But when you look at the East, it's definitely there for the taking. Uh, I think Tennessee is very beatable. They're not as dominant as they were last year. Georgia's not doesn't appear to be as dominant as they've been the last two years. Florida's in the outhouse. South Carolina's yeah. not as good as everybody thought they were going to be. I mean, you just you just chop, you just get chopping on the East side of that this conference, man. There's a real hell. The West too. Who, who am I talking yeah. to? The West side too. There's a real chance for us to have two teams in the SEC championship that haven't been there in a while. Do you expect Alabama to go on and win the West? Obviously, they got a huge test at A&M this weekend. Give me your thoughts on that game before we let you go here, and we'll we'll talk more man, about it on Friday. I, uh, Justin, I, I think it's a toss-up, man. I, I think you got LSU, Alabama, and and I, and I think A&M is in that conversation. I, and, and when I look at, at at those three football teams, I think I believe in LSU and A&M more than I do Alabama at this point in time. Uh, even though even though LSU has did lose this weekend, I, I still think that they're all they're all gettable. And, and if I'm being completely honest, when you look at 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 who who is has a chance to peak at the right time, hell, I think it's A and M, man. I mean, I think A and M's got a chance to be to be even better than what we saw this weekend. I think Max Johnson, the timing of him being the quarterback in Bobby Petrino's offense is good. So. I don't think Alabama wins the West. I think it's either LSU or A&M. If I had to put money on it right now, I'd probably say A&M. Well, you don't have to. That's the good news. But uh, we'll get your thoughts again <laughs> on Friday as we preview that one. That's a big game this weekend. Kentucky-Georgia this weekend as well. So we'll see if they're pretenders or going to be real contenders. And obviously Georgia's been, uh, it looks like, living on borrowed time. But we'll see if they put their foot on the gas a little bit here as they get into the meat of their schedule moving forward. But, Clint, good stuff today. Thank you. And uh, we're going to try to lift up some spirits here. we got a pretty good lineup for Jim McMahon, the Chicago Bear legend, who's going to join us here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club in just a few minutes. You guys are kind of similar. You guys are a little bit brash the way you played the game, a little, kind of a reckless reckless abandon. I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. I got to spend some time with him a, a while. It's been, it's been several years now. Fort Smith, he was speaking at an event. Uh, boy, he's a hoop, man. Y'all going to have a good time now. Yeah, can't wait. Clint, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you and Motorsports Authority. We'll talk to you Friday. All right, brother. Y'all be good. Very good. That is Clint Sterner.